What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. Uh, I'm your host, Samuel Claiborne. I'm here this week with Matt Kim right oh, here in the studio in San Francisco. Also joining me are Colin Stevens at home. Hey. Hey. And then Justin Davis at his Fortress Shoot. of Solitude with other people and, and animals and yeah, stuff. I guess it's not too several solid. Several of us here. <laughs> um, we've got a, a masterpiece show for you this week. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of uh, spooky games because it is that time of year. That includes uh, Dead Space, uh, Silent Hills, all of the Silent Hills. There's lots of them. Uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, all these games that we're covering and playing a little bit right now. Um, but first, today we got a look at the new Final Fantasy 16. Is that right? 16? Is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. Trailer? That, um, that can't be right. No, it's absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, that means there's been one a year since 1972. That's a Final Fantasy fact for y'all. <laughs> um, in the uh, trailer today, there was a lot of callbacks to Final Fantasy past, um, including uh, summons and crystals. They're very, very big crystals. Um, and from Kat Bailey's coverage, uh, she mentioned that crystals are a famous part of Final Fantasy's lore going back to the original game. While they haven't been in every single Final Fantasy game, they're generally included as a more nostalgic element in the series. Their inclusion in Final Fantasy 16 suggests that Square Enix is intent on honing in on an iconic imagery from the franchise despite differences like the action-oriented combat. So, Colin, I wanted to toss to you first. Uh, we got crystals, we got summons. Those are all old school things, but I believe I overheard today in a meeting we're all in that people are thinking this is the dark Final Fantasy, maybe in yeah. a, at least compared to the Road Trip Boys, which I believe was the na- subtitle <laughs> of Final Fantasy 15. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is absolutely the darkest mainline Final Fantasy that we've ever gotten. Generally speaking, Final Fantasies have been rated T for teen as far as the SRP has been around. Um, and this one, I believe, is already rated M, but if it's not, it will be because there's like some pretty excessive blood. And there's even like, we've gotten hints that there's like maybe sex scenes at the very least, like post uh, coital uh, stuff where people are just sort of lounging in bed. Um, so it's I believe be, that like, happens in the Opera House in Final Fantasy VI. Isn't that why that doesn't really? Specific? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, like, I completely misremembered that. Um, uh, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be a much more sort of dark and, and gritty Final Fantasy game, which, you know, isn't necessarily a negative or a positive, but the way that they've handled this looks really good. It, this looks like an extremely dramatic story without being melodramatic, which is you know, often the case for Final Fantasy. Um, but a lot of the story is being handled by people who did story 14 and a lot of its expansions. Oh, really? It's an amazing story. Um, so that's a Matt that's Kim jam over really, here. I still play. See, here those people post, you know, the, the deed. Um, uh, and the combat, I, one of the big combat designers worked on Devil May Cry 5, which has incredible action combat. So it's, it just, this, this feels like a no brainer that this is going to be an amazing game because, and they even mentioned today that like this game is finished they're just polishing it for the next like i don't know nine months until it comes out in summer 2023 so this game is going to be like polished to an absolute sheen um i think that square is really banking a lot on this game because they're i think they're tired of final fantasy having a sort of you know uh not super consistent high quality lately honestly Mm -hmm. honestly it's been since probably 12 that it was pretty widely agreed upon that that was a great game Mm -hmm. um 14 of course has huge amount of support but that one's an mmo so it's slightly in its own category but you know with 13 and 15 both being good but not necessarily you know up to snuff games in the mainline uh series i'm so excited for this. and the story looks so cool and like 
it just there's so much drama and blood and violence Who, who's the fiery summon here is that ifrit that's ifrit okay that's ifrit yeah and then bahamut's and so, the dragon right yeah and so the whole the whole <laughs> sort of gist of this game is there's these multiple cities they all have their giant crystals um but they've been like slowly dying for the last 1500 years and the earth has been dying for the last 1500 years so you're starting this game in a very desolate desperate place and each of these that's kingdoms, what makes it the final fantasy always <laughs> finally after 16 it'll it'll end um but like uh these crystals pick people uh in their kingdoms to be their um dominance and the dominance house the summons uh which is we're getting into the nitty-gritty here but basically each of these where are you people, getting this stuff from Oh, it, it's it's been pretty common knowledge that they've been. Is, oh, no, I was saying, are there like press releases or something with this like yeah, background they've been, information? They've been talking about this for a long time, and they've been talking about it even more today. That's so cool. Um, but basically, uh, there's just specific humans that are picked that house these summons inside of them, and then they bring these summons out and fight each other. Mm. And what I'm guessing is the main character, his name's Clive, um, which is a silly name, but whatever. Um, uh, sorry to any Clives out there. Uh, there's a there's he, a game series with Cloud and and Squall and you focus on Clive as being the silly. That's name. true. It, it's silly because it's it's silly because it's normal. Yeah. That's, that's why I'll say that. It sounds um, cool. These Crystal Cities, though. Yeah, and he's got he's got this little brother who's the Phoenix um, dominant, and it appears that his little brother is going to die, and that's what sets off his like story of revenge. But it looks like he will probably be taking these powers and abilities from different dominants as he travels throughout the world. And he's like, it seems like he's going around killing all of these people. And then once he kills these people, he gets their powers. Oh. To use in, Would you like, say he's going rogue? <laughs> I mean, he kind of, yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, X-Men I, 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 Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, <laughs> that, I like that. It's these, you know, and, and again, we don't know, like we're basing off trailers and like plot synopsis. So who the heck knows, but like based off what we've seen so far, it doesn't seem like there's some big evil that is being fought against, but instead it's kind of warring nations. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of yeah. Game of Thrones-esque yeah. in that way. And, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics and other, other you know, Square Enix games have, have taken that approach too. Mm-hmm. That's very intriguing and very interesting to me. Um, I happen to really, really love and have a soft spot for Final Fantasy 15, mm-hmm. but I recognize and acknowledge that boys. I'm in the minority there. Yeah, the Road Trip Boys, like I love it. <laughs> um that game has a really special place in my heart, actually. But, um, but like, but Colin, you're exactly right that Square Enix seems to be really, really taking their time to make sure that this is like, you know, a breakthrough mass market success in a way that like the Final Fantasy mainline games have been on a, a little bit shaky ground for a while now. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are your thoughts on this uh, yeah. big old reveal? Are you a Final Fantasy person beyond 14? I should ask first. Mm-hmm. No, I mean not beyond four. Fourteen is the only Final Fantasy. That's game the one. That yeah, it's the okay. only one that I. You should play. start with one after this. I I've heard that's <laughs> not true. I've heard people no, say it's, don't. It's got elves. One's really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's, it's pretty dwarfs. short. You can get through it pretty quickly. Uh, it's got pirates. It's got it's pirates. Got the, a shark. A big okay. shark. I'll play. It's got Strangers in Paradise, <laughs> which is a faithful remake of one. Is what <laughs> that's I've heard. true. Yeah, but does Strangers no, in no, Paradise no, no. have? It does it have Matoya's cave in it? Yeah. Which that song. Hits, it oh, slaps you can so talk much to brooms, man. Okay, hold on. Fourteen has Matoya's cave in it, and you can talk to brooms in that. What? Wall. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Fourteen, 14 is, goes okay. deep into well, that. Well, you've reference. sold me on fourteen. <laughs> so yeah. I've already seen Matoya's cave and her talking brooms, but anyway, but yeah, right. I'm I'm really excited for this one. Uh, strictly because of the 14 connection you know let's call yeah. says a lot of the but 14 pedigree right the pedigree is all mostly 14 people and like even the even the synopsis is actually kind of vaguely 14 like hmm. 14 has a lot of 
I mean, this was a couple expansions ago, but when it began, it was a lot about warring city states, you know, like different factions in this that one. That makes world. sense for an MMO. Right? Yeah, right. And so it was one of the same things. So like I was watching this trailer and there was all these like little fiefdoms going like, Well, we're the best fiefdom. And I'm like, this reminds me a lot about fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, there was also uh fourteen has a huge uh huge sort of like uh the story leans heavily on crystals and and icons or mm-hmm. and titans and stuff like that and so a lot of those elements are reappearing in 16 which is great for me because again i only played one final fantasy game but also you know it, it it's nice it's it's i think for me personally i'm really excited for it and you know whatever maybe it'll get me into the other ones so i have to ask our expert panel here has anybody seen a moogle Oh, Zero Moogles. Maybe. What about you? Just mean like it, on this earth? Like what no, in sixteen <laughs> in the game stuff. Oh, yeah, no. I think okay. there might have been. Okay, one, so we got a maybe on Moogles. What about Chocobos? Yes, yes. We've seen They're Chocobos, right, so like Chocobos confirmed. And then the finally, airships. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that's a maybe <laughs> too. And then the bonus round: Have yes. we seen Sid yet? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Is either. Sid in but 14? Sid's in 14. Okay, well, there you go. Sid, that, those are the four elements yeah. that are in every Final Fantasy game. Because as we heard at the beginning of the segment, Crystal's only in some. Mm. I think I think Sid didn't show up until Final Fantasy 2, actually. He's in, yeah, he's not in one. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, but that's of course true. And that, you mean Final Fantasy 4, but maybe is he in Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy 2, uh, JP? No, no, he's in 4. He's from Ooh. 4, right? I believe he's in two yeah. Japanese. I, my favorite yeah. Sid moment in Final Fantasy four slash two, which I respect the use of two, by the way, I'm not not trying to correct that, um, is when uh, Sid falls for a long time and the sprite just spins like this in midair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling. It was a great yeah. Sid moment. Um, I'm, so uh, I'm out. Go ahead. No, please. I'm just all I wanted to say is uh, final thoughts. I'm of the opinion that the best Final Fantasy games focus on summons um, six, ten and maybe this one. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they really lean into that into, as a big sort of plot uh, device, you usually get some of their best stuff. So I think I'm it's cool too. It's like a lore stuff. connection. Mm-hmm. That's like the old gods type stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I, I've never played a final fantasy where that's really um, a focus. I, 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 out of the ones you play, the later ones you, you mentioned, but you know, like Rydia is like a mm-hmm. yeah, major character in four. That's like, you know, can make these summons. That's a big plot point. And I guess you're right. Like six, that's a big part of it too, but um, nothing like, like the trailers for those games had they existed at the time. Wouldn't have been like, wait, do you see, you know, Bob, but they didn't care. Um, you could suplex a train though. <laughs> you could, you could only in the original versions, right? Cause they, they nerfed the train suplex mm. in one of the reissues. And I believe it's been fixed since then. Um, yep. From our story, uh, Final Fantasy 16 is currently in development for PlayStation 5 as a timed exclusive. Uh, it is also expected to be released on PC, but Square Enix has not yet confirmed an official release on PC. Uh, it's currently slated for summer 2023. So next time we do, what's the segment called where we look at games from the future? Do you remember what those are called? On GameScoop? I don't know. It's called uh, upcoming nobody, games or something. Knows. <laughs> uh, anyway, when Damon features that, we'll have to remind him that there's also a summer game coming up. Uh, everything else comes out before summer, though, so <clears throat> that's nice to have a summer game. Let's talk about all the Silent Hills. There are a lot of them. Mm. Uh, oh, boy. So in a stream yesterday that um, uh, was sometimes awkward and uh, wasn't very live in the end either. It was kind of uh, uh, dropped as a video on demand video on YouTube, which you could just watch instead of a stream. That was kind of a mess. It also leaked right before it. 
we got a whole bunch of information I think we already kind of knew about Silent Hill, including that Bloober team is working on a game in the Silent Hill series. Yep. It is called yep. Silent Hill 2. That uh, is going to be a remake of Silent Hill 2. Now, Bloober team, uh, for those who uh, might remember, made the medium, another horror game. Let me run down the list mm-hmm. of the other games that were announced and then we'll talk about them all. I need them explained to me. Uh, I'm not a Silent Hill player. So then we have uh, uh, No Code, uh, the developer that made Observation, which we gave a 9 out of 10 to, by the way. Double mm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. A is what they call this developer uh, size. It's not a triple A developer, but a developer that made a good game that's more on the indie side. They're making a game called Silent Hill Townfall. Uh, Neo Bards, which is a Capcom outsourcing company. So uh, to this point, I don't think has led a project. They're doing a spinoff set in 60s Japan. Yes, please. Uh, called mm. Silent Hill. Just kidding. It's called Silent Hill F. And then multiple studios, including Bad Robot. Uh, yes, that one. Uh, they apparently have a game development wing. Uh, are working on a game called Silent Hill Ascension. And then uh, Christopher Gans, Gans, uh, the director of the first Silent Hill movie, is making a third movie in the series with Return to Silent Hill. So that's four games and a movie. I wanted to start with Matt, who participated in a lot of our news coverage of this. Were there any actual surprises in this? So Bloober Team is working on a full Silent Hill 2 remake, which is like uh, one of those ground up remakes, like you know Resident Evil 2 HD uh, or remake stuff like that. Ugh, I'm getting it all mixed up now, but it's not an <laughs> HD remaster. We already had one of those, and that was terrible. So what was terrible about the HD remaster? Uh, so this came out right around the time where there were a lot of like really cool remakes happening from um, uh, Blue Point. Blue Point. Oh yeah, yeah, the Sony like like Shadow of the Colossus is one of them. Exactly right, and so they were knocking it out of the park with all these uh, HD remasters, and a lot of people were excited for a similar treatment for Silent Hill uh, HD, which was going to do an HD remaster of two and three, and what people got was not that. It was uh, it looked not that much better than the original PS2 versions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the assets were. Uh, replaced with really like low quality versions of it so there's like a really famous example where uh there's a scene in silent hill 2 where james comes to silent hill and there's a sign that says welcome to silent hill um and the font that they use in the hd remaster is like comic sans or something close to comic sans (laughs) that's great and people are just like what is going on here uh so it's not just that like they cleaned up some polygons and that wasn't enough they like nerfed it yeah yeah it just ended up way worse than the original to the point where people were just like if you have a ps2 copy just play that because it still looks better than this three hd version and the single biggest sin if it's the correct version i'm thinking of is they removed the fog which is like the staple of the games, right? It's not that the fog was removed intentionally. It just didn't work. Like you could see... (laughs) Just like the Ocarina of Time uh, port on Mm -hmm. Switch recently. They're like, well, we're going to clean everything up. So they just magically erased a bunch of the the draw distance fog, but that made the murky intentional fog areas look really silly. Exactly that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was bad. But this is not that. This is a full yeah. uh, remake using Unreal Engine 5. Uh, and they talked about using a lot of the Unreal Engine 5 features that Epic Game has been talking about for the past year. So they're using like their illumination technology, like Nanite and their physics technology. So it looks it looks good from the trailer that we've seen, but that's all we have so far. So we'll... And, and why don't we have a remake of 1 before... Like, why do people want Silent Hill 2 specifically? There, I, well, from what I understand, there is a remake of 1 that people like, right? Yeah. Shattered so Memories? Shattered Memories. Uh, I... 
I personally love that one. Mm-hmm. That one was a reimagining, so it wasn't like a straight one-to-one okay. remake. And so kind they, of like the Resident Evil remake on GameCube. Pretty much, about. yeah. So they took the idea for one where the dad is looking for his missing daughter, and then kind of add in like new twists. Now, I highly recommend it. I really like it, but it's not a, a faithful remake like what two is looking mm-hmm. to be from Bluebird. Okay. Yeah. So this looks like the thing that people want. Yeah, two is two is usually regarded as like the best one in the series. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. What other games should we be excited about in this bunch? Who who wants to weigh in on that? Um, Silent Hill F. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'm actually more excited about Silent Hill F than I'm about the two remake. Um, because it's 1960s Japan, like you said, which is a very interesting location. Uh, I mean, notably, and, and is Silent there Hill a lore connection to Japan at all in Silent Hill so far? Not really. Not really. Yeah. It's, it's Silent Hill is some American I don't know town. Pacific Northwest ish town or yep. something right yep it's always been an american town okay uh, a lot of the lore has to do with america so it's going to be really interesting to see what they do to bring bring that story back to japan okay yeah and uh the visuals in this trailer which is just a cg trailer um are pretty extraordinarily they're they're beautiful but also like pretty horrifying and if you have tryptophobia which is the thing when there's like holes in like skin right um you'll get freaked out because all this like seeds are growing out of people's skin um, and it just looks really cool. Uh, my boss, Bob, has a theory that it's called Silent Hill F because the F stands for five. And this is actually Silent Hill five. Come on. Ooh. So that I, I, I honestly, it, it makes sense to me. It's not uh, just flowers. <laughs> it could be Silent Hill flowers. It could. <laughs> They're or like, flowers isn't cool enough. <laughs> what do we call it? How about yeah. just that? <laughs> so um, if that's true, that's awesome. That's just a complete you know, speculation. It just this looks so cool. Look it at it. It looks great. Uh, one thing I want to talk about F is that it's actually written by a uh, Japanese visual novel writer named he goes by the pen name Ryukishi 07. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's the creator of like all of these incredibly famous Japanese visual novels, uh, the Higurashi series and the Umineko series that are all like murder mystery series with like supernatural elements to them perfect yeah which is like perfect for the series Mm -hmm. like he's super super well regarded his works are like super famous in japan uh all and his works are just like like, for example the higurashi series is about uh a small town like similar to the one that we're seeing in this teaser Mm -hmm. and just gruesome murders just keep happening like in a time loop and and these kids have to like figure out why is essentially the premise of it and so i think he's like a perfect fit for for silent hill game Nice. It, it, has he worked on a video game before? Or is this kind of the foray uh, into video games? I mean, the visual novels are video games, if you well, will. Well, okay. That's <laughs> what you mean by visual novels. Yeah, playable games. Playable yes. games, okay, yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, what What's going on with the Neobards one? Or sorry, the No Codes one, the Silent Hill Townfall. Now, we just basically got a cinematic trailer for that one. And it's kind of like, um, that's the one where it zooms in on the TV on for the, a long uh, time. TV and the little radio. Yeah, do we have any thing. idea what type of game that is? So No Codes makes a lot of like um, games where you're sort of uh, kind of a passive participant. So Observation, for example, you're actually playing hmm. as a uh, a camera, security camera system on a like an international space station kind of thing. Oh, cool. And so you're just switching between cameras and then like zooming in and, and looking at clues and picking up puzzles and stuff like that. And so that's sort of and what that's sort of what they do with their other game that I didn't play. But I, I hear it's a simpler, similar sort of like you're actually interacting with systems and functions rather than like playing characters. That doesn't sound like a bad match at all. Yeah. So far, this is this is hitting out of the park, I think, for uh, horror games in Silent Hill. What about the multiple studios game Silent Hill Ascension? I have, I have no idea what to expect. What that the one. heck is this thing? It sounds yeah. like a let's play is kind of what it sounds like, where people mm. 
are watching a story unfold in real time and they kind of in- put inputs and maybe vote on what the characters so the trailer do. is like text messages and then the description is about participating in something live yeah that's basically all we have yeah where fans yeah. just get to decide the fate of the characters and how the story unfolds so it's it's that one's like really experimental but behavior is involved with it they mm-hmm. make dead by daylight yeah so a weird but interesting potentially project potential project yeah there's not really a bad developer attached to these games in the bunch or there's, there's something cool in the development side of each of these basically. yeah yeah um it's it's very interesting that konami isn't is apparently isn't making any of these in-house mm-hmm. um I mean, they don't really like make games anymore. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's that that's like a similar like, yes, you know, the thing that I'm most excited. So I don't really like spooky games, as people know. Um, So like none of these Silent Hill games are just in games. But at like a bigger level, what I'm excited about is, you know, people give Konami such a hard time about sort of devolving into a pachinko machine and weird mobile game company. Like that's kind of what they've become since their breakup from with Kojima. Um, you know, they're not really making Castlevania. They're not really making uh, Metal Gear, <laughs> Metal Gear yeah. or Silent Hill. And so like whoever over there is in charge of sort of the brand management of Silent Hill sit, hit such a home run where, mm. you know, we'll see if these games actually turn out great or not. Like, you know, we have to go through the motions of actually making them and launching them and finishing them. But like, the alignment of like who's making what and sort of the brand approach is just impeccable. Like it's perfect. Right. So that gives me a lot of hope and faith that like hopefully metal gear and Castlevania and these other beloved franchises will be treated similarly down the line. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they just shopped out metal gear to Kojima productions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or Castlevania too. Right. Like, you know, yep. definitely that that's, I don't think, well, the Kojima one's probably outside of the realm of possibility, yeah, but yeah. Castlevania could come back. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, how exciting would it be, you know, next year at this time, we get the Castlevania uh, four games announced at once, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah, and and it's been a rumor for a long time that someone could be remaking Metal Gear Solid 1. For a long time, it was Blue Point that people sort of attached that to, but Blue Point most recently said that the next thing they're working on is a a brand new IP. Um, So they probably wouldn't be doing that. But um, a denial about a remake. Now, why does that sound familiar? Right, they're making a steel screw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it feels much more possible. You know, now that it's happening for Silent Hill too. You know, they could ship this, shop this out to a a really good developer, and we could get a really good Metal Gear Solid One remake. We have technically gotten that before. That was one that was universally. So only one of these games has a release. Anything. I believe, and that's Ascension will be live in 2023. Mm-hmm. The rest mm-hmm. of these don't have dates attached. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but I believe that from reading all the news articles. That's yeah, I think you're at. right. Yeah. So something weird to play next year from Silent Hill. Maybe the others are down the road. Is there maybe I should have looked this up. There's no way to know now, but uh, the Silent Hill 2 re- uh, anniversary might be some year coming up. Maybe yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. 2004, I believe, is when it came out. Okay, so, so 2024 would be appropriate, right? That might 20, be wrong. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that might have been, that might have been earlier, probably 2002. Now that I'm thinking about it, so it'd be this year if it would be the 20 year. Well, let's save speculating and release dates for 20 questions, and uh, <laughs> we'll go right into our discussion of another uh, spooky uh, period, a holiday appropriate game, uh, Resident Evil 4. Um, mm. So. Uh, right before we hit record on this, we uh, had a 30-minute um, 
uh, live stream of Resident Evil news. And the biggest news out of that was Resident Evil 4 stuff. They basically showed a trailer. We also have a preview up. Check it out. It's really cool. Dale Driver got to play Resident Evil 4, and so did Brian Altano. Um, and uh, they got a lot of footage of it. We did a couple of cool things. We compared Resident Evil 4's uh, 360 uh, later version with this in uh, graphics. Uh, so check that out. It's a great video. And then the preview itself actually explains a lot of the new stuff, which I didn't know what to expect, right? Because it's like, is this game going to be a remake of a wonderful game that doesn't need any polish? Or is it going to be a remake that adds to it? And why would you do that? Well, now we have a little bit of an answer to that. So I'll go, let me go over some of the changes I've noticed and that we noticed in our preview. There, there are very few of them, but one of them is that uh, there's different story beats. So right when the start of the game happens, there's a famous scene with a dog. A completely different thing happens in this game. Completely different. Uh, check out our preview to see what that is. And you know, you don't. Have, I don't want to spoil it for long term. I guess Resident Evil fans, although it's it's pretty interesting. There's also. Uh, crouching stealth and stealth takedowns as a big part of the game now you actually uh uh uh, i don't know if it's a big part of the game but it's part of our preview in which you could actually like avoid fights and uh, get through a whole house without uh, uh triggering enemy attacks and then the the final one that matt and i were remarking on before this is that there's counter attacks so uh i forget the official name of the big chainsaw fellow but uh he uh, uh attacks with his chainsaw and leon has a chance to hit the l1 button and hold up his little knife and then the chainsaw <laughs> grinds yeah. it and yeah. it's just the most tense crazy scene mm. you can imagine and that's saying something because Usually what happens in that situation is you just get decapitated for an instant kill, which is one of those moves in Resident Evil 4, which I just have to really respect. So I don't think everybody here has seen the preview coverage because it's about to come out um, uh, right now. But uh, uh, what did you think of the the Resident Evil 4 stuff today? Let's start with Matt. Uh, Yeah, I loved everything that I saw. It looks really, really good. Uh, I, I think I was one of those people who... Uh, maybe originally was like, I don't think Resident Evil 4 needs a remake, but I've loved 2 and 3. I've loved every remake Capcom has made so far. They're so good. Yeah, they could, honestly, they could announce that they're remaking 7 next year, and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, okay. Because they've taken the core games and improved them each time to uh, in such an interesting way. Yeah, like, they've done such a good job with remakes. It's not just new visuals and new new graphics and stuff like that. Like, they change up, uh, you know, story elements. They change up gameplay elements like everything like two i'm gonna say it right here resident evil 2 remake is the best resident evil game in the series it's incredible yeah and and so, so every time that they're just gonna announce more remakes honestly i just like yeah i'm down whatever you're going whatever you want to remake I'll, I'll i'll play it because they've all been great now justin i know you don't like the spooky games is is did you break your your streak for resident evil 4 at some point yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4 might be one of the last horror games I played. Nice. Like, no, like, no, like, horror games are not necessarily my thing, but, like, Resident Evil 4 is just a really impeccable, perfect action game. Right. right. And it, it's kind of not that's, That was a criticism it. at the time, remember? People were like, it's yeah. not even horror, it's just action. <laughs> and now it's like, it's the best horror game. And, you know, very similar to Matt, I, like, in my head, I'm like, you know, that game's really, impar- you know, remarkable and impeccable and doesn't need a remake. But then watching the remake footage, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. like you know there is kind of a lot of you know modern like now thinking back on for like for the time you know absolutely a 10 out of 10 but you know controls slightly clunky um you know some story beats you know able to be expanded and unpacked on um you know seeing this footage if you're watching gamescoop right now seeing them back to back you know i think it's clear sort of the opportunity that capcom has to uh 
you know, embellish this, you know, one of the all time greats and, and just one of the all time classics. Um, and it seems like, you know, it sort of is carrying forward that je ne sais quoi that like mm. made four is so remarkable, which is totally mm. like intangible. It's just a gut check, yeah. right. Of yeah. like, Oh, it seems to be getting that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, one other difference that I've noticed in watching this footage is that, uh, this, this is strange to even think about now, but I, I played it recently on Switch and I had totally forgotten that this is a stop and shoot game, right? You stop and yep. then you shoot originally. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. that's new in this, that you don't do that anymore. You can run around yeah. and shoot, which means that there has to be other tricks employed to make like a crowded village of, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, villagers like encroaching on your, your space, like to, to maintain that claustrophobia, you have to do a bunch of other things. So the game just that alone is just going to change the game. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I adore Resident Evil 4. I think it's one of the greatest video games ever made still. It just is impeccably designed pretty much front to back. And there's just so many tiny little decisions that add up to this incredible experience. But I, I, I couldn't really unabashedly recommend it to everybody, a lot, largely because of that control scheme. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, have a hard time playing that game if they hadn't played it before because it has that very interesting stop and shoot design um and as much as i love it and as much as it plays into that overall design that works so well for that game uh it, it, they, they couldn't have brought that back they had to use the sort of newer third person uh resident evil 2 and 3 remake sort of core design um and what's interesting is dale mentioned this in his preview but overall the tone is a little bit darker a little bit less silly um which initially had me a little bit worried that it wouldn't be silly at all, um, that there wouldn't be any Leon quips. Right. However, mm-hmm. in, in in both the um, stream and in our preview, uh, there is a moment, and you can see it was in the footage a second ago, uh, you can shoot an oil lamp, set a cow on fire, yeah. that cow will run over villagers, set them on fire, and the Leon goes just like, you can bill me for repairs <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, and it's just Cowboy. so funny. It's like, okay, classic Leon's back. Like maybe in the original Resident Evil four, if you could do that, he would have gone even more ridiculous. Um, like he might've said something like, um, uh, I mean, oh, I guess they don't like their steaks. Well done. Nice. Or, you know, something That's a good one. super stupid like that, but they still have that in there to some extent. And, and in the preview, Dale mentioned that the bingo line is still in, there, oh. which is very important. And the, and the merchants back. And that's always a goofy element, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it wasn't intended to be goofy, but boy, did it become so yeah. widely known and, and memed out, right? That brings us to What Hast Thou Been Playing, our uh, segment on uh, what we've all been playing. Uh, I got an exciting one for all this week. This guy right here, Matt Kim, has been playing Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not currently. I, I went to a preview event and I played Dead Space for a couple hours. So I'm not playing Dead Space now. <laughs> no. But I did play Dead Space. Oh, you're recording a podcast now. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was playing a game on his phone. Just no. Yeah. Well, we can, we can talk about that. We can talk, Justin can talk about that one later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I played Dead Space Remake for a couple hours uh, at a preview event. Uh, the preview is live now on IGN. You can read all about it. But uh, I, I mean, I really liked it. And um, it's actually really funny because I, my preview hit on some similar things that Dale wrote about in his preview for resident evil 4 remake in that it's not about revolutionizing the whole thing like it's still dead space as you know and love it's just making this already great game even even better even deeper and adding depth to it and so like it's one of those things where you kind of 
don't really remember Dead Space looking bad or playing bad or mm-hmm. sounding bad. It's just like in my memory, like the 2008 game still like was great. Yeah. And you're playing this one and you're kind of just like, yeah, this is sort of how I remember it being, which is it looks <laughs> good and it plays good. But then you kind of look back at footage and you're like, oh, that's an old game now. Like you, like the Ishimura looks looks really like polygonal in, in 2020 and 2022. And so and so you're looking at all these graphics and blood and and gore and you're just like, oh, OK, so this is this is just that. But, you know made with now technology and part of your coverage uh you mentioned that the ship you can can traverse all the way to the front to the back like the whole game do you think they're going to play that up as like a gameplay element or is that just like a thing they're like oh yeah you can backtrack yeah so that's actually really cool okay so yes you can try you could traverse the ship in its entirety front to back seamlessly without any load times or any cutscenes like that and because of that, they had to uh, come up with a new solution to a weird side effect that happened was that if you already clear a room, you know, you've already beaten a room and you know that there's no bad guys in there and that you've already seen like the jump scare in there. Mm-hmm. You're not really scared to traver- traverse back or uh, to, to that same room, but they didn't want that to happen. So they have something called uh, the intensity engine, I want to say off the top of my head, like something like that, the intensity engine, the intensity modifier. And basically it's it rolls a dice of like random elements that could oh. pop up at you. So it's not like a roguelite or anything like that. It doesn't like it's not it doesn't change the room in any significant way, but you can go back and depending on, you know, what the decision of the engine is, it could like add a hiss that wasn't there before like a steam hiss or it could add like like cr- like crawl crawling noises in the ceilings or it could even just drop a necromorph on you hmm. you know and but so, you only have so much ammo in that game yeah. it's so bad if you have extra necromorphs exactly so it's one of those mm-hmm. things where like they have they've added this thing where like well the ishimura is now fully traversable which means people are probably going to backtrack which means people are probably going to visit areas that they've already visited and maybe they're not going to be scared anymore so mm-hmm. the people at ea motive figured that out by adding this little like small little randomizer to it then that's a really cool solution does this game look next gen and it its looks current next form? gen really it looks, cool. it looks next gen yeah it looks yeah. great I, uh one day i think it's only announced for ps5 and xbox series x and x mm-hmm. s s x and s mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, <laughs> f f and f uh the xbox f it's set in 1960 japan the xbox five <laughs> it works on so many levels yeah uh, but yeah no it looks next gen it looks great it sounds amazing i'm really excited for this one uh it's a good time to be a horror fan did they put you in one of those preview rooms where you had like the best headset ever and we're sitting in the dark and so it was especially spooky i can't say about the headset but i was in the dark and actually one of the funny thing was as i was recording gameplay for it and uh, they had a little like webcam on the on the desktop thing, and mm. I don't think this was for media. It might have been for like an idea for a different event or something like that. But <laughs> when I turned on the recording, it did that thing where it was also recording my face oh, right. while recording Ooh. the gameplay. And mm. I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" It's like, "Oh yeah, let's just like see if you're scared, but we can turn it off." So I had it turned off because I didn't want to look see at- if you're scared. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't want to look at my face when I was playing this video game, so I had to turn it off politely. But yeah, Consumer they were information yeah. mining it all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, So all of us are playing uh, fun games. I'm going to get to the one that Colin and I are playing. But Justin and Matt are both Mm. playing a game called Marvel Snap. What's going on Marvel Snap, Justin? That's a good snap. Really good snap. But my other hand can't even snap. So Wow, interesting. You should get hired by Nintendo. 
That was a Nintendo-esque snap. Yeah. yeah, so Marvel Snap is um, more than just a pretty face on the card game scene. So it's made by, well, okay, I almost made the mistake of saying a game is made by one person. <laughs> Obviously, every almost every game is made by teams of people. But the face of Marvel Snap and the studio head is this guy, Ben Broad, who was uh, the game director on Hearthstone for many, many years and a very visible he was always the guy that was like front and center sort of, you know, marketing and talking about the game too. Um, and so, you know, obviously a lot of sort of talent and expertise on making, you know, accessible card games that are also deep and flashy, but now bringing it to, you know, the Marvel universe, it's like, it, it's a match made in heaven. And I'm happy to hear that, you know, it's delivering on that promise. Um, I just, too much, there's too much for me to, the, to explain. I mean, I have to sum up instead. Um, I like the game's business model. Uh, you can never, ever pay to unlock cards faster or unlock power. Nice. You're only paying for cosmetics since to kind of bling out your deck. Like, you know, you'll have these regular versions of a card, but what you could pay for is to get like a pixel art version of that same card. But it's the same card with the same stats and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, the game plays crazy fast, which is part of what makes it so addictive. Like each match is just a couple minutes long. Um and I think probably my favorite little feature of it is that it has this, um, it's almost like a press your luck feature where if you think you're winning, so you either win points or lose points on like the ladder, the ranked ladder, if you win or lose the game. And if you think you're going to win the game, you can hit like the snap button at any time. And then it's going to double the points that you win and your opponent's going to lose double the points and they can just retreat. They can say, no, I'm losing or I don't think I'm going to win. And then they can just retreat instead. But that can also be like a bluffing mechanic of like you can hit snap. Like maybe if you don't think you're going to win the hopes that like maybe you can force mm -hmm. them to retreat. And so the mind games involved inside of like the, the gameplay mechanically is simple, but it strikes this perfect balance of like simple mechanical gameplay. But every single choice you're making in the game is interesting every turn. And so um, I actually like the art. Like I've been saying, I hate the art for so many Marvel games recently. And I like the art in this. And, you know, and so it's totally fully featured. Like it doesn't feel half baked or feel like a beta, but it also feels like, you know, like this is just the beginning. There's really only the one game mode, just play ladder. That's it. Like you can't play against friends yet. You can't play against like, there's not these other modes or playing against the AI. And so, you know, again, it doesn't feel like half a game. It feels like a full game, but it also feels like, Clearly, they have a roadmap of like, well, you know, what new features, new modes, new cards are we going to introduce for years to come? Like, I feel like this game is a bright future ahead of it. What do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm just going to add on about the cosmetic part because uh, Justin's absolutely right. Like, you can't buy new cards for their ability or anything like that. I, I hope that's, that that works because that would be really mm. refreshing if, if games switched to that. Mm. Right? It's the mm. art style in this game are... I can't... I. I feel like some of the art is borrowed from maybe comic books or at the very like least it. like uses like fame or hires co famous comic book artists mm -hmm. to draw some of these cards. Cause I, I feel like I recognize some of them, but yeah, there, there are variants where you can get a, a, a fully pixelated Wolverine and, uh, it's compelling enough for me to be, and I play played enough of this to be like, yeah, maybe I do want like a fun looking mm -hmm. Wolverine in my deck instead of this like yeah. regular mm -hmm. angry looking Wolverine, you know? <laughs> I want to I want to add one more thing where like the game has this the the conceit of the game is that there's three there's three locations like left middle and right and they're different on each game in each game and each one has a different rule like any card played here has double power or like whatever like each it's you know so net, no two games are the same and but what I like about that is the game isn't afraid to just make some of those lanes or some of those locations mm -hmm 
just insane, like uh, insane effects of like, you know, like whoever, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. Like whoever has the fewest number of cards here just loses the game. <laughs> and so then what's normally a game where you're trying to balance between these three locations is like, now you're only fighting over one location or it'll be something like, you know, after after halfway through the game you and your opponent like switch hands so you give them your cards and then Mm -hmm. like you get their cards and like that happens one out of every eight games like something weird and crazy that like completely flips the game on its head happens and you know the card game feeling like a game and not like an esport or something like it's not afraid to be like weird and unusual and like odd and like take its rules and say, nah, for this game, that's not going to be the rules. The game's going to play in a different way. And and I appreciate that about it too. All right. So speaking of uh, superheroes, uh, there's four of them in the game that Colin and I are playing. <laughs> Colin, tell me about your experience with Gotham Knights so far, which we gave a five to today mm-hmm. on IGN.com. Yeah, man, what a disappointment. Um, uh, so as you mentioned, our, our reviewer, Travis, gave it a five, which is a mediocre on our scale. And I, I completely agree with that assessment. It's just a mediocre game. Um, I can really only think of like a couple of things it does particularly well, um, which to be nice. Okay, here, I'll mention them real quick. Uh, I think that the city itself is pretty well designed and well defined. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's actually kind of small for an open world game, but I like that it's small. Um, and all the different boroughs and stuff feel pretty distinct from each other. And so that feels good. And then um, they also do a pretty good job of, you can choose which of the four heroes you're playing as at any time. It's Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl. But it's really three Robins and a Batgirl. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, when you do any cutscene while you're out on like the, these night es- escapades, um, it'll tailor that cutscene to whoever you're playing as. And it does a pretty good job. Yeah. So like, closely that the crew that was playing this, uh, including myself, that were all choosing different characters and playing through them. I kept them saying, well, I had brought up at one point, I'm like the story seems really focused on Batgirl and I'm only playing as Batgirl. Is that like that for everybody else? And like somebody else is like, Oh, I thought I was going to say the same thing about Robin. So like they worked really hard on that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the two things that I have that are like particularly nice to say about this game. Oh, uh, the combat's bad. Um, it, it has well, it's no, easy none of the sort of if you like that, it's it's extremely easy. <laughs> uh, it has none of the sort of tightness or rhythmic qualities that the Arkham games had. Yeah. Um, it and has why change those that? Basics. Like I don't know. And and I'm, I'm trying not famous. to compare it too much to those games, but it's like every other open world game copied them after that. The Spider-Man games copied them. After yeah. That. I mean, Shadow of Mordor took it too, right? Yeah, yeah, and so they did. They made it different, almost for difference' sake. Um, and it has these RPG elements that feel very superfluous. But then they kind of start forcing you into leveling up and all of this stuff, because um, if you keep going through the game, I've almost beaten it, and now I'm at the point where like the main story missions are like you need to be between like level thirty-two or thirty-five oh, to play this mission. It's the they worst. Don't, they don't absolutely make you do that. You can, if you want to, at like level 27, like I was, try to do one of those missions. But then it just makes every single enemy, not harder, just have way more health. <laughs> um, to the point where like an enemy, like a sort of bruiser kind of enemy, um, would take genuinely like 100 hits for me to kill them. So it would basically force me to do the uh, leveling up and grinding of an RPG, except for I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of the side missions in this game. And um, the bosses in particular. The side missions, by the uh, way, are just like drop in on some baddies and knock them out. And then yeah, there's like a few variations. You have to interrogate people a lot 
Yeah. Um, and it's just not that fun. They're like, oh, just... what you expect in like an open world Spider-Man game. It's like stop the crime, basically. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so just and front like to back. for like a couple hours, that's fine. But like grinding that stuff is ridiculous. There's no variation. Yeah. yeah no, and I don't agree. you have to do I it agree. for each character if you wanted to, you know, like switch yeah, over. Like if you want to unlock your skill tree for another character yeah. you have to re-grind that character mm-hmm. it doesn't it, there's no That's respecking crazy. you and can't carry over your point so like even like that freedom of switching between characters like at the point i'm at with batgirl now like it would yeah. be so so counterproductive for me to switch to another character mm. yeah i couldn't even fly around the city because i unlocked that with batgirl oh God, already and so i can't annoying. fly around the city with other characters oh. until you grind like, for how time. do you how far have you lost your way making a Batman game like this, where you switch characters and then you can't glide anymore, yeah. like in an, in an yeah. Arkham game? Yeah, that's Which exactly I, okay, it. I guess it's my mistake. It's not an Arkham game, and maybe that's the mistake we're all making, is that I mean, like it's close enough to those Arkham games that it invites the comparison. It's the same universe, it's, right? It's the same story, same people. It's it's. I think it's technically outside of the Arkham universe. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, but still, it's that's what's confusing adjacent. me because I was like, oh, did they introduce like Red Hood and stuff in other games? And then pe- and then the answer mm. is yes, they are in those other yeah. games. But I don't I didn't play the later Arkham games, mm. but it doesn't yeah, sound like it's, it's part it, of the exact same conti- continuity then. Yeah, it's it's just it's just tricky. It just seems like a million sort of bad decisions after another were made for this game that was seemingly in development for a very long time. Yeah, I think this was the first game that they made since arkham origins which was the worst of the arkham games <laughs> to the point where they didn't even put it in the arkham collection um but like in my mind there's like two major changes that they could have made that maybe could have not had this domino effect and they could have either focused on one person you know mm-hmm. make this a nightwing game or make this a backgirl game and if you want co-op then maybe just let robin jump in and help you out mm-hmm. um and just tailor it to that character or and someone else suggested this in our their slack uh for gotham knights you could keep the four character thing, but make it so like, you know, certain story missions are specifically for Red Hood or are specifically for Batgirl because there were multiple times. That'd be smart. Even if... Because, because even if Robin dialogues... plays stealth, right? So that would be really smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, there were some dialogue that like, I would I was Nightwing the, the whole game pretty much. Uh, and uh, there's a part where he's like, man, Robin would really love this. And it's like, yeah, I wish that I was seeing Robin's cutscene right now. <laughs> <laughs> or like a cutscene that has like very emotional stakes for Red Hood and means nothing to Nightwing. And it's just like, why? I just want to see how Red Hood would have reacted to this. And so I think they could have done the four person thing. It just, just it is. Um, I, uh, despite all that, I would play more of this game and I, I'm maybe six or eight hours in. I know you're towards the end. And like I did, you know, there's moments in there where I'm like, this is fun it's just I, I when I look back at what I like, you know, I'm I'm weird because I like Arkham Asylum the best. Um, but like when I'm trying to play actually. that way, like just like like me, like uh, stealth from above, for example, like there's just no option for that. For example, yeah. uh, there's yeah. no nothing as clever as Riddler trophies. There's nothing mm-hmm. that's, you know, about upgrading like um, some sort of traversal system aside from that like floaty part but like there's nothing where it's like now you have this this weapon that like allows you to get in these doors like there's nothing metroidy about it um yeah. I, I i'm in disbelief like i those are yeah. those are the great things about a warner brothers batman game that were all removed and i just don't yeah. I, and i think there was maybe for a cynical reason to make sure that there was co-op in it and 
you make it a little bit more like these kind of open world games that, um, you know, I think Marvel's Avengers or Suicide Squad is shaping up to be even closer to. I don't know. Very, very strange, very strange decisions. Yeah. But as I said, I still want to play more of it. And I like I like playing through it. And so, you know, I, I think I think a little bit more highly of it than a five. But uh, I think I think my opinion of it waned the more that I played it. See, that the could further very I well got into it, it, the more I was like, I was like, yeah, this is like a seven to me. This is a good yeah. game. And okay. by, the, by the point I'm now, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty friggin medium. Yeah, those those just, grinding walls seem ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like who benefits who like you need to gain five more levels before doing yeah. the next main mission. Like what, like w- why, like yeah. wh- what is it in there for? Like, like you said, Colin, what chain of decisions led yeah. to like that being in this game is just baffling. I mean, it's just time lengthening usually, right? It's just yeah. kind of like, it's, a not, like it's mm. unfortunately it's not, it's, it's like structured like a game as a service game, but it's not exactly. That's yeah. a, so yeah. it's exactly just bizarre. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's like, wh- at what point was this supposed to be one? And then maybe like, maybe the right. uh, Avengers came out and they saw how big that bombed and they were like, okay, we've got to remove this. But it's like, oh, we're halfway through development. This is what the game is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who knows what happens? But is unfortunately, there, I'm not a huge fan. Is there, are there multiple difficulties? Like, can you set it to like easy, medium? There are. Okay. So what I, I, I admittedly, I wasn't going to talk about this because I didn't want people to think that I'm a noob or anything. Um, it was taking me so long to defeat enemies. They weren't hard. It was just taking me so yep. long to defeat them because their health was so crazy that I genuinely went down to easy just so I could beat them. Faster. I was going to say, so what yeah. I do is uh, I don't like grinding in JRPGs when mm-hmm. I play them. So like mm-hmm. for Persona 5, for example, like I love the Persona games. I just don't have mm-hmm. 60 hours sure. to grind and like yeah. gain 10 levels just to get to the next dungeon. I usually play those games on easy, not because like the combat becomes significant, like it's too challenging for me, but I just want to experience the story yeah. and also beat well, the dying game. Dying in an RPG can be like a two hour repeat yeah. too. So I don't yeah. know. It's like, that, that's, the, that's a problem too. You got to remember people play games for different things. If you're playing it for the aesthetics and the story and the music and everything like Persona, most people play it for that. They don't play it for like, I want a challenge. Yeah. I'm going to go play Persona. And when I get in that school classroom, I'm going to get everything right <laughs> every single time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not min-maxing the party. You know, I just want to mm-hmm. experience the fun high school lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that doesn't make Gotham Knights more fun. It sounds like. I think we need to switch over to video game 20 questions. Sound good? Yeah. All right. This one is from Matt from New Hampshire. No. And uh, yeah, different Matt, maybe. We'll see. What if that's the meta? Uh, and uh, let the questioning begin. Should, do I need to refresh the, the, uh, the rules? No, it's just 20 questions, right? It is just 20 questions, uh, the the caveats being very few. Uh, one of them being, you know, we don't ask about, like, the title of the game. Like, right. does it start with S and mm-hmm. stuff like that? But I think, I think you've played enough before. Yeah. Does, it, does it end with... F. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not an actual question. He's making a move. Yeah. No, 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 no. We I'm, share the pool, uh, right? We're, you could ask that question yes. twenty six times if we had thirty <laughs> questions. <laughs> and we're we're all uh, sharing the pool of questions, right? You are. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And then and then you can't ask the name of the game. If you ask the name of the game and you're wrong, then we lose. Oh, right, right, so right. You can't right. just start guessing games. Okay. Right. Uh did this game come out in the nineties? No, it did not. Mm, did this game come out in the aught so 2000 to 2009 negatory um did this game come out in the after 2009 yes okay is this game on the nintendo switch 
Uh, oh, man, it's one of those <laughs> it's moments. Hard, it's, hard, I'm, it's hard being Damon, isn't it? Like we all it give is. him a hard time for not knowing, but then um, he genuinely does it quite well. The stuff that you think you would know, then you second guess yourself. Yeah. yeah. We should uh, ask. It if is it's... not on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. It's probably not a Nintendo game either, unless oh, Sam yeah, is just yeah. really, you know, hammered. <laughs> I like that deception. Yeah. That's four questions. Uh, Was this game released on a handheld device? No, it was not. Oh, okay. Did this game win any of our best of end of year awards? Uh, any of them? Any of them. Yes. Oh, interesting. Ooh. So acclaimed yeah. to some extent. It's a spicy question. Mm. Or it won like music or something like that. Yeah. You know, you never know. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, did this Was this game made in Japan? No. Okay. Um, Is this game part of a famous franchise? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, was this game released during the PS4, Xbox One era consoles ps4 xbox one no what interesting no, it was okay. not so hold on so it's not a switch game a last gen game a handheld game it came out after 2010 so that either means it's you know pc um mm. or or it's you know it's current gen like it's returnal or something that's only on this gen yeah, yeah. i say here okay i'm gonna go for it was this released during the PS3 360 era? Did you? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. For some reason so that after, was being missed by y'all. So it's good you got it. Yeah, 2010 onwards in that era. So yeah. really, just like 2010 to like 2013 yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. So late era. Okay. Hmm. Was this game an exclusive to any platform? No. No. Okay. Was this game made by a company that That's 10 has or still had an E3 stage show that used to have or still has? <sighs> Justin. The pub- published by... That's like your question. <laughs> like You can't be mad at me for that. That's a Sam I, Claiborne. It's also, I don't know why, remember, but it, it, won, it won some of our best of awards and also it is part of a franchise. So those are... Yeah. Yeah. Immediately my mind went to Final Fantasy XV. Um, that was PS4. I don't know if Square ever had... Oh yeah, you're yeah, right, you're right. Final Fantasy it's, 13, then. Yeah. It's also, but this game was not made um, in Japan. This company has had an E3 showcase before. Mm, That's okay, 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 okay. But not Japanese. Konami. Not, not Konami. Oh, it's not Japanese. Not Japanese. Right. So, so Activision is really the only major publisher that has not had a stage show. The rest of them have at one time or another. Yeah, uh, the US, like... the non-Japanese studios. Mm. So, you know, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. has, yay. Yeah, but um, I, I assume... Sam would have immediately known uh, if they had or had not had E3. You know, Ubisoft and EA. Is this an EA game? No. Is this a Ubisoft yeah. game? No. See? Rip. <laughs> so um, who else? Who else had the stage show? Oh, man. And but it's and it's not an exclusive, so obviously not. You know, Xbox. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's like Devolver. Oh shoot! Yeah, oh. this wouldn't have to be a stage show because they have everybody has things right. now. Right? Devolver's a good one, mm. and they well, there's like Hotline Miami and stuff. Mm. I believe that they did one and two, which uh, would have 
Let's see. When we asked if it was part of a famous series, Sam said, oh, yes. Mm, and I don't true. know, like Hotline <laughs> Miami, yes, part of a series, but maybe but not. not. And oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, very interesting. Did this game come out? Was this game, when it was initially released, a downloadable game? Okay. So it's not like some tiny indie yeah, XBLA yeah. PSN that. game. It's not <gasps> Fat Princess. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, I kind of liked Fat Princess. Yeah, that's Fat a PlayStation exclusive, great. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to think of these really esoteric, random, one-off E3 conferences that were never a part of like the big boys. There were so many of them I mean, in, in the past. You know, that's so, not going to help okay, you too so, much with this. You, you won't be okay, surprised when okay. you do this. So, you know, Square Enix is obviously a Japanese company, but like Tomb Raider, like, you know, they made, there were games that were not made in Japan that they published. Mm, so it could still be a Square first... Enix game. Could be Deus Ex, Human Revolution. <laughs> How many could questions two... have we asked? You're at uh, 14. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Uh, okay, um, hold on. Do you want to do genre? How do we want to tackle this? For is this, is the, does this game have a woman protagonist? Um, Yeah. Why? What was that? Um, maybe it's you can choose, mm. um, which could make it like Skyrim or something along those lines. Can you be a woman in Skyrim? I think you can. Sure. Yeah. 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 You can be a cat. You can be. A cat. <laughs> That's <laughs> very <laughs> true. Which is why um, Skyrim got Game of the Year. I don't know. <laughs> well, That's I fifteen. Mean, that so far, aligned with a lot of stuff. Um, could be Skyrim. Would this game be considered an RPG? No. Mm. It's not Deus Ex. It's not Skyrim. I feel like it's not Tomb Raider because of Sam's like weird response to the question. <laughs> I agree. You gotta be a little bit careful uh playing the playing the question answer yeah. instead of just playing the answers. Yeah. Got mm. three questions and a guess. I, this is around the point in 20 questions where I usually just give up. Mm. It's late. Where so you I'm wondering too. if there's a meta. I mean, there's. It, could right? it be a spooky? It could be a spooky, but I think all three of the big spookies that were in this episode were all Japanese. Mm. It's spooky season, though. It's true. Are there any big uh, non-Japanese horror game franchises? Mm. There was a, there's Fear. That was, was who made that? I don't know. Yeah, but would fear be an emphatic, yeah, part of a big series? No. Yeah. Um, just like a secret fear fan. <laughs> yeah, right. So real. I mean, Hell it could yeah. Be, it could, wait, uh, I, for a second I thought I was clever and I thought it was Dead Space, but that's an EA game. Yeah. Turns out not clever. Uh, we're losing it, guys. Mm, we are losing it. Not an RPG. Uh, so it's interesting that they had an E3 stage presence. It's not a downloadable game only. So it's not like, you know, a devolver. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know how many of those smaller companies were around in the Xbox 360 era. Maybe like maybe this is like uh, like a Call of Duty or something. And maybe Activision did have like a one off stage show or something. I don't think they did. I think we have to try to get a genre because otherwise I think we're completely rudderless right now. It could be a spooky game. It could be Amnesia. It could be. I mean, we don't know that it's a console game. It could be a PC game. I mean, we have three questions. I feel like we've got. I'm just trying to think of big 
franchises that would fit into this? Big French fries. Mm. French fries. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna go with it. Is this a shooty game? No. Oh. Oh. Non RPG, not a shooty game. Probably some sort of character action. A game. non-shooty, non-RPG, big franchise game. That feels like. Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> Peggle. <laughs> it had a physical release. Did Peggle have a physical release? Probably at some point. Uh, um, no, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I told you, I already told you I've given up. Um, Justin's out. Justin's out. Yeah, basically, except a troll. <laughs> Uh, what? unless it comes to me in like a flash, which happens when every game you wait till nineteen <laughs> for that is when that happens. Yeah. Why are there so many yeah. video games? Uh, what what was our questions regarding platforms? What did we ask already? We know it's multi-platform, mm-hmm. and we know it's not on a handheld platform. It's on and of the PS3 360 generation. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the PS3 360 generation, and it's not made in Japan. But after twenty ten, it's not an RPG. <clears throat> did we eliminate Ubisoft or did we just yeah, move right by? No, we asked Ubisoft and EA. Yeah, uh, is this a PC exclusive? No. Well, then we got one, one question left. Um, one question and a guess. So this question. is it. Yeah, one Q and a and a G. <sighs> Man, I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about Activision. I don't think so. I don't know what other big games they would have had outside of a shooty. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but not at that point. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Not at that point would it have been, you know, a game of the year winner, I don't think. Maybe Tony Hawk. Yeah, would have won, would have won best pop punk soundtrack of the year. <laughs> you could have won a best sports game, I guess, technically. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take it away from you, Colin. You still if you have, have a question. Yeah, if you have a question, like, go for it. I don't, I mean, I'm just, I'm so stuck. Um... I feel like I will say some of our most common questions would solve this for y'all immediately. And they haven't been asked. I should watch more of this. Have, show we, have we mentioned the name of this game already? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Like, no. <laughs> no. What are our other most common questions? No, that's it. That's I it. just so ruined it for us because yeah, now we're done. Now we got a, now we got a guess. Do we each get a guess or do we just no, have one? You no? just get one That's guess it. you get to agree on. However, you can also just uh, wave the white flag. For, forfeit. Yeah, well, I, I give up. Justin, just really quick. What are some of the We know that, Justin. What are, what are some, some, of, some of, the of the biggest, biggest questions? questions? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> I've done this show. Oh, I've, done, I've played 20 questions literally hundreds of times. hundred times. <laughs> and i can't it's like it's new each time i feel like i don't, I don't, ever, I don't ever learn anything uh, uh that's why i asked have we mentioned the name of this game before because i feel right. like that all right you ready to call it yeah um, all right here well hold on just, yeah you can throw out, yeah, throw out a guess throw out a guess i'll throw out a guess i will i don't even think that this lines up with the dates but um are you sure you're fine with me just saying a friggin' game? I mean, if you want to say the name, <laughs> yeah, I'll well, say you I'll can up, agree on yeah, the game I'll up first. Down, okay. no, uh, I want to go. Say, I'm, I'm ready I'll, to go eat dinner. Like, yeah, I'm uh, okay. <laughs> I also want to go home. But yeah. I will say Portal Two. Okay, it is not Portal Two. That's a pretty good guess. That's, that's a good guess, guess though. Uh, all right, so this game was, as Colin was getting at, a character action game. The question I would have expected to ask uh, maybe is: uh, Is this a, a, a uh, licensed game uh it is indeed part of a meta because it is a game that we've all talked about today uh 
It is uh, from Matt oh, from man. New Hampshire, uh, Arkham City from 2011. Ah. Uh, Rock City, London. Mm, WB has had a few of those weird one-off conferences. Uh, came out for 360, PS3, PC, and Wii U. Originally, of course, it was ported to other things. We gave it a 9.5 of 10. You said yes, this had a female protagonist. It does. So you can play as Catwoman through the entire game. Yeah, that's right. Man. Through the entire game. The entire game. You can. That is wild. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well. Okay, well, I'm just disappointed in myself. (laughs) Well, uh, Matt says with the upcoming or recent, depending on when you read this release of Gotham Knights, I thought it would be a great time to have one of my favorite games of all time and one of the few I've ever 100% completed. That's like 400 plus collectibles. Yeah. Arkham City as the 20 questions game. So thank you, Matt. I, I think generally moving forward, we should stop trying to get a decade right away. I think the question should be, was this game released in this century? No, the hack is, is Have this it. from the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we all need to go. So that's all the all scoops right. we have this week. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Colin. Uh, remember, you can get in touch with us at uh, gamescoop at IGN.com if you have 20 questions, suggestions, or you can just send us 20 questions and maybe we'll answer them over 20 episodes. Um, <laughs> we won't. Uh, uh, I've already said thank you to everybody, so now I can just say, this has been Game Scoop. We're out.